Wow. Apa kabar? Bonjour. Hello. Assalamualaikum. Hola. This is episode one of the Northumbria Global Podcast. I'm Lina, and today we will discuss what could surprise international students when coming to study here in the UK. You're listening to the Northumbria Global Podcast, brought to you by Northumbria University, Newcastle. I'm Rob Carthy, the Director of International Development. We're a global university and every year we welcome thousands of students from all over the world. Northumbria is a research-rich, business-focused university with a global reputation for academic excellence. This podcast series will talk to you about everything that you, as an international student, need to know to make the most of your time here. Make sure you subscribe to find out how you can take on tomorrow at Northumbria University. Welcome to the Northumbria University Global Podcast. I have some great guests with me today, staff and students from Northumbria University. If you would like to go around and introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Srinivas Kole. I've just completed my second year in business with entrepreneurship and going into third year. And I'm also an international students representative at Northumbria Students Union. Uh, I'm Tom Smith. I work at Northumbria University in the international department. I work in, uh, in recruitment, so I tend to go more the Middle East and Africa. Hi, I'm Jasmine. I study business with marketing management in Northumbria. I've just finished my second year and I'm currently doing uh, my placement with the university. Amazing. And where are you from? Uh, oh, I'm from Malaysia, by the way. Oh, nice. So we have quite a mix here. Yeah. And, um, and I'm Lina. I'll be your host today and throughout the, uh, this uh, global podcast series as well. I am from Lithuania and I'm just like uh, Sri and Jasmine came to study here in, in the UK for my undergraduate degree. I did management and marketing. And I still remember when I first came to the, uh, to the UK for my first year, I felt a mix of nervousness <laughs> and excitement. I don't know if it was in equal parts or not, but I knew that everything will seem so new and different, and it really did. And I think one of the first things that kind of surprised me as an international student was that um, the grading system. I come from a country that uses 10-point scale grading system. So when I first got my 70% from a test, in my head I was like, oh my god, it's only a 7. I'm missing three points like what's happening but my course mate tried to like kind of calm me down she was like no it's still a first and I was like what like a first <laughs> what is that what does it mean so maybe Tom you could kind of lay down for us um what does the grading system look like here in the UK in the higher education um for both undergraduate and postgraduate courses yeah no problem um so for undergraduate um the, the system is laid out as a first an upper second class a lower second class and a, and a third class um, so first being the, the highest um, and 70 is actually very good so <laughs> well done on that first grade um, so 70% and plus is, is kind of the highest you can get so if, as long as you're getting 70 and above that's a first class um, and if you get got that the whole way through you get a first class degree which is the highest degree you can get in the UK uh, an upper second class is is 60% to 69% so anything in that region is a, is a two Two one, as we call it here, is a shortened term. Uh, a second class uh, lower or a two two is between fifty percent and fifty nine percent, and a third is forty percent to forty nine percent. Anything under that would be a 
fail, I imagine. Mm. 40% uh, and above, you'd pass your degree. Um, but yeah, they're the kind of stages of that for, for undergraduate. Postgraduate, um, it's, so you're looking at 50% for a pass, uh, 60% for a merit, and 70% is a, is a distinction again, 70% being the highest you can get or above. So that'll be a, a distinction. So the, yeah, that, that's the grading system. Um, I think I think you'd all probably say that you can you can kind of get understand it quite quickly once you once yeah. you're here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, um, from from kind of recruiting around the world, it is a very very different system. Yeah. Okay. And um, actually, universities UK International Survey from 2017 states that course organization and quality of lectures are one of the main reasons for uh, international students choosing the UK. And I think that it might be because of the fact that um, students benefit from the mix of lectures and seminars we offer. I'm sure it's quite a common thing at Northumbria University as well. So um, would you like to comment on this, uh, on the teaching methods used here in Northumbria? Both studied here as well. and. Um sort of I did history and politics so when oh. when it came to lecturing lecturing in seminars it was more lecturers were very big very broad um, and then in the seminars you do you do your own reading so you would do um, a little bit of reading on your own and then you would discuss that so it would be a lot more of a discussion based thing so, yeah. yeah but the seminars are, like, are quite enjoyable because you get to like you it's a, a, a bit informal way of education yeah. so you are not designated to work. Uh, just listen and just see you can like you can act, like you can share your thoughts and all that. So it's kind of yeah. that was one of the things that I needed to get used to because back where I like in Malaysia we didn't really. I mean, I personally didn't really ask a lot of questions in class, and then over here they encouraged us so much to ask questions mm-hmm. and kind of came out of my shell, and it really did help. <laughs> That's amazing. It's really good to hear. Actually, in the last year. Um, the the number of academics from outside the UK has doubled. So I think it just uh, comes to show that you know even the academics themselves they know what you're going through. They they've been there themselves most of the time. They know what it feels like to come to a different country. So they're here they're here to support you. And um, we actually have this um, open door policy. Um, so maybe that's something that. Um, Tom wants to comment on uh, certainly I, mean, I think I think for me personally as a student here but also as, as promoting the university when I'm talking to students outside of the UK my my, my most sort of favorable thing is is the is the academics here I think when I studied here personally it was what got me through um, kind of the whole thing as a package. It is tough. One of the benefits of going to a university like Northumbria is you will get to know your academics. You will see them every week. And that is, you can't underestimate how important that is because you need that help. It's, as, as you say, when you sort of started, you, you are going to find that the, it is different. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can kind of get through that is, as you say, you talk to an academic. And I had some incredible academics who are still really good friends with now, who are constantly, uh, I still see outside of outside the university now I work here. And the, they're, they're, they really are um, passionate about the students and passionate about the work. You know, a lot of the work that they do from their own texts, things like that. I mean, speaking from more of a historical point of view, but they're using, you know, these are very well-researched academics. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that you keep in contact with them. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm really fond Most of them aren't from the UK as well. So as you say, like, they are very diverse. I mean, my yeah. favourite lecturer that I'm really good friends with is, is from Germany and um, and uh, most of my lecturers were probably from Europe or outside of Europe so it is it is very diverse um, which which again for an international student I'm yeah. not speaking as one personally but I think it does yeah. really help yeah. to, to get to know them yeah. because being 6,000 miles away from home uh, it, it's really needed that's great that's, that's really nice to yeah. know and I think what I get from this as well that's um, 
that the the relationship you build with the um, with the academic is quite close, quite informal and friendly, which is really really great to see, because um, that that's was something that actually surprised me, because um, in Lithuania we tend to have more of a formal um, relationship um, with with the professionals and, and lecturers. So it's it's quite nice that you can even go for a coffee here um, in in England with, with your lecturers. I don't know if you found that surprising as well. Cause, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I was yeah. surprised. It's quite like, nice. Everyone here is so nice, like the teaching staff, like if you really don't understand like what's going on or yeah they are there to support you so that that's amazing i'm glad you feel the same way and um yeah just to reiterate that there is there are loads of help and support systems uh, here at the university that there are there to, to help you and support you and help you settle in um some of them are the students union which i know she is, is from yeah. so um and we, we do have um a lot of societies and you know and, and events that ha- are happening throughout the year that help you to meet people with similar interests to you so do you want to just uh, talk about that uh, how that's um, that works here in North Korea and in the UK yeah uh, so we are at North Korea we have a North Korea students union where every student is a part of uh, the union and uh, right from the freshers to the livers there are loads of events here so uh, we do have a, a week long freshers week at the start of the academic year uh, every year and there are loads of societies cultural uh, uh, like cultural if you are an international student you look for your cultural or diverse societies more uh, and there are many societies which will for your interest like your hobbies maybe it's rock climbing traveling so there is a society to include all of all of the students and especially the international students and being international students uh, uh, there is a position in student executive where there is international uh, student representative elected who sees that who is for the welfare of the international students maybe academic professional personal or anything it's amazing yeah it's true because like um, for society speaking in my first year i wasn't very active in any societies but in second year i decided to join the malaysian society mm. which i was like wow because um it's like something when you're away from uni and you meet all these people from like different cultures it's kind of nice to have like sort of like a comfort not a comfort blanket but like a comfort zone <laughs> so like you meet people they have the same things in common with so I remember joining the Malaysian society and then getting involved and becoming committee and this is my second year in it society really did like help me in uni as well especially when you're missing home because you're so yeah. far away when you're missing your family but your friends become your family so that's the best part here at North Korea that we have loads of Indian students over there yeah I think from my work, my work around the world is 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 seen that societies do really play a part as well uh, with international students that, that uh, speaking to them when they're on campus um, most of them do kind of join those societies I've done a lot of work with the Bahrain society and the Kuwaiti society as well and like, like the Malaysia society they, they really like the food and also um, <laughs> it's incredible uh, some, of the, some of the societies that are there and I think a lot of um, international students do tend, tend to join them yeah. well worth it because that was quite different for me like quite surprising that there's so much support so many workshops all, all, all these kind of things happening on campus that can help you to really build your CV you know it's not only about the lectures mm-hmm. it's also about as we mentioned about the societies about getting to know people building your network and, and building your CV it's like a whole like really wholesome experience the university isn't it yeah and um, actually one of the top reasons for international students to choose UK is the language so I guess we all come here um, expecting to to be taught in English and to to know to understand the language but I think what surprised me is that when I got here I was listening to what how people talk and sometimes it wouldn't really sound quite like English <laughs> and I think that has to be a lot of an accent uh, a lot 
with accents. So if you're nervous and Jasmine, would you like to comment on that? <laughs> you have, did you experience this? Oh, yeah. How did yes. you overcome yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can seriously relate to that because when I went around the, some of the stores locally and it was like, oh, it, it, am I speaking wrong English or am I not <laughs> able to understand? I've scored well in IELTS, so that doesn't mean that I don't know English. But then after one or two weeks uh, of the study in uh, Newcastle, and I went around, so it was a typical accent, and I got to know that it's called Geordie accent. So the language is not an issue, but its accent can be a barrier somewhere. Of course, that's part of a cultural barrier. And through conversation and through regular speaking, you will surely come up. So don't be nervous if you're here and you don't understand English. So that's probably the Geordie accent and not the English. After a while, you just you just blend. You just understand all the accents, and it. I think it's like a superpower. Like eventually, you know, like when you hear someone speak, you just know which part of the UK they come from. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I've made it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, that's great. And I think it would only be fitting if we spoke about the weather. Oh. I know that um, here in England, we do like to have a chat about the weather. So let's do that. Um, how did you find it when you first came here? For me, it was weird because I came from like, okay, Malaysia's really tropical. Whenever I tell people, oh, I'm going to Newcastle to study, everyone's just, they just turn and they're like, oh, you're going to freeze to death. But I actually like the cold. <laughs> it's weird, yeah. I came because I wanted to see snow. It's very unpredictable. Like, today, today is a perfect example, I think. Today yeah. is yeah. freezing this morning and I'm really it's hot like, now. Yeah. So I think it's seasonal, isn't it? So it's like it's not as predictable as, as places like India or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or Kenya or, or even Malaysia, I imagine. But I think that, yeah, you can have a very sunny day in, in winter and a, and a very wet, kind of cold day in summer. summer so right, it's yeah. unpredictable, but I think you get used to it, don't yeah. you? I feel like back at home, I would never really open like the weather app. But over here, it's like the minute I wake up, I don't open Facebook, Instagram. No, no, I go to the weather. weather. That's, that's yes. the first yes. app I open. And so that we know what to take exactly, with us. Exactly. I'm like, do I wear a jacket? Do I wear a coat? Do I bring my parka? I just, the weather app is so important. Unbelievably, yeah. That's a great yeah. advice. That's a great get advice. The I the same. Get, the, get the BBC one. BBC <laughs> one. Yeah, they're pretty accurate. I just would like to ask, is there anything else we haven't covered that you guys would want to share with the audience just before we end this podcast um, episode? When I was moving in, because on Google Maps it said like my accommodation was like a seven, no, seven, nine minute walk to campus. I thought as a Malaysian, oh no, I can't walk that far. That's like, <laughs> because in Malaysia you just don't walk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, I'm the same. I think when I when I when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm overseas, there's very yeah. there are very few climates where you can't just have a seven minute walk. Exactly. But with, with this one, yeah, you might have to put like four jackets on and eight, and then take them off halfway through. But, <laughs> but it's so nice. Yeah, it's just so nice to walk here. So from campus to like accommodation, I remember just walking to my friend's house, and honestly, this this is gonna sound insane to Malaysians, but I walked like 35 minutes, like in the morning from my friend's places from Jasmine. Because like the office is in campus, it's a thirty-five minute walk in the morning and back, but it doesn't feel like thirty-five to me. It's actually quite a nice walk, but I would never in a million years <laughs> unless I really had to walk thirty-five minutes to my friend's house in Malaysia. So <laughs> it's worth noting that like if it says on Google Maps, it's a fifteen-minute walk. It's not far, guys. Yeah, it really, it really is. You can do it. You can, you can do, do it. it. Yeah. Easily. Even in the snow. What, yeah. what, what, are, your, what are your impressions of, of Newcastle as, as international students, as, as a city and as, as the people and things like that? How uh, you... They're so nice here in the city. Like, 
if you get lost, you could ask like someone, and they'll just try to help you. Even if they can't, they'll be like really nice about it. Like I'm sorry, I can't help. So I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah, it, the city is quite acceptable, especially for the students. Mm. Two major universities in a city, which is, is a compact city, as you said, uh, it's a university-centric city, mm. and uh, you know, more as a friendly one. It's also economical to live because when you travel down the south towards London, it gets quite expensive. So yeah. it's economical, friendly, and lovely people are, uh, along your side. You know, being mm. at your university or around your in your neighborhood. It's there something for everyone. Like if you love travel, there's a sea around there. There is a mountains around you, and as a city, it's a historical city. Mm. Uh, so that's there. And um, if you love anything else, like nightlife, also it has a great light nightlife. So there's something for everyone in this city. So it's a quite exciting place. Mm. I would love to come back and sit alone in Newcastle. Yeah. I can say. Yeah. Okay. Also, like it's so easy to travel around from Newcastle because of like even just the airport, it's like quite easy to just go to yeah. um like Europe. Like if you had like a long trip, like with your friends, there's even like a ferry to like Amsterdam from Newcastle, and then yeah. from there you can go like on a Europe trip. Tour. It's like yep. it's yeah. so good. Like all these things I've like discovered. Even mm-hmm. to go to Scotland is like not even two hours by train. You can no, do just you can, one hour. Yeah, you can like spend a whole day like in Edinburgh and still like come back. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. so good. It's quite accessible, uh, like Newcastle being such a big airport, you can, uh, you know, travel anywhere to the world. Me being an Indian, like, I travel, like, once in a year at least for my vacation, and it's just a 12-hours flight, because it's quite uh, quite connected with the world through Amsterdam, through all the major European destinations, yeah. and through Dubai as well, so, yeah. you know, I can travel mm-hmm. easily, conveniently. Mm-hmm. In my first year, I flew from, like, Malaysia to, like, Heathrow in London, then I took a train up, but then oh. ever since then, I found out that Emirates does like flights to Malaysia. I just take like Newcastle to Dubai, and then the um, layover time is just about three hours, so not too long. And then I I'm so home already yeah, after that. Yeah. It's really convenient. Yeah, the, the Emirates flight is 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 really good for for Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it means yeah. it means it's helped a lot for for international students. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. really good one. It's just so versatile this city yeah. honestly yeah. it's definitely a student city isn't it yeah it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's made for students yeah it is it's so quiet in summer <laughs> but like yeah. in a nice way where like you can still like hang around the beaches it's so nice so around. Nice. yeah, yeah. And talking about the food, like the food is a major, uh, uh, like a major yeah. uh, barrier or constraint for international students. But uh, being an Asian, I can assure like you will get all types of food around, like all the groceries, all the vegetables in Newcastle, which I know many of my friends in other cities in UK are struggling for. So Newcastle is quite equipped to have all the Asian, African or American restaurants all around and some grocers do sell all the all the groceries as well. So it's quite convenient and easy to live city, I can say. Yeah. On, on top of that, actually, we have like a Chinatown, which I don't remember the stats like exactly, <laughs> but I think Newcastle is one of the only cities with like a Chinatown. Yeah. And I remember like, there's like really good su- like Chinese oriental supermarkets and there's like a lot of like Malaysian yeah. restaurants and it just reminded me when you were saying that like my friend uh, we're both Malaysian we brought like we're like a bunch of Malaysian we brought like our friend who's from like the Man or like my yeah. friend from like the UK 
we brought them like to steamboat i don't know if you guys have gone to it so it's like a chinese thing where like it's like a pot of soup and then it's like a buffet you pick yeah. up your food and then like mm. you go for it so we brought like a few of our friends to it and like their reaction was like what this is like so interactive with your food yeah. and i'm like it's just i feel like newcastle it's so easy to just show my culture to like my friends from all over because yeah. i can just bring them like oh they ask me like, what's malaysian food i'm like right we're going for a malaysian meal later on because i can't cook that but yeah <laughs> this is what you're gonna get this is the closest yeah. you can get it's so easy to like actually show my culture in that way food wise yeah totally yeah, and I think I think societies again is, is really good for that I think yeah. when I spoke to the some of the societies that I work with um, they like they do like food tours and things for, for mm-hmm. new students and stuff like that so you get to know where like food from your cultures are, are so yeah. I, I know that was a big thing for the Bahraini society because they yeah. were worried that when they got here and then they've, they've now got like a group of like 10-15 restaurants that they all they all go yeah. to and, stuff and all the supermarkets you really can get everything like I was so surprised I could get frozen durian which is like the king of fruit oh. from Malaysia mm-hmm. it's like it's like frozen but, but if so you, you get, get it yeah you get it you know you're not really yeah. like it's not really not there and like all the noodles and stuff is there yeah, so I was like, ah, oh, well, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's a perfect um, way to end this um, beautiful episode of the, of the global podcast of Northumbria University. And um, I think we can all agree that it seems really scary at the beginning. You might be excited and nervous, but there's nothing to worry about. Um, because I feel like for me, the biggest lesson about this is like coming to university this far away from home just get out there it's like all about experience we can you can listen to our podcast you can like watch all the videos online and everything but it's really you have to come here and just go out there and experience it all like even if you're scared to meet other people just get that 10 seconds of like courage and say hi and then after that you know you're gonna have a fun time in uni learning all these different things and like trying different sort of things as well spot on you yeah exactly so um thank you so much guys uh that's it for the episode one of our global podcast series on what surprised me when coming to study to the uk i'm lena and we spoke with tom smith um jasmine nanta and shri um shinima skull and thanks again guys Um, thank you thank you you very much thank you our next episode we will discuss the benefits of starting your studies in january make sure to subscribe or visit our website on northumbria.ac.uk forward slash global podcast and if you like this episode share it with your friends or on social media thanks for listening until next time